Okay, are you recording? (laughs) Oh, we did it! Okay, so this is Oddities, where we talk about really just kind of weird shit. Correct? Yeah. 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 So, uh... Before we get started, we do have an Instagram and a Twitter, also Facebook and an email. <laughs> so, our um, if you'd like to find us on there, our Instagram is at Oddities Insta. It's O D D I T I E S. That's how you spell Oddities. And in case anybody was wondering, and our Twitter is at Oddities Tweets. You can find us on Facebook under Oddities Podcast, and our email is oddities.talk at gmail.com. I just realized, I, get... I really hope my mic isn't picking up that I'm just slurping coffee while you're doing this. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> sorry, everyone. I'm very so... thirsty. So if you couldn't tell, this is our first time doing any of this. It's all very exciting. It is. And I was telling Anna. Oh, I'm Cassie, by the way. I'm Anna. (laughs) And I'm so sorry that my voice is the first thing you're hearing at the beginning of this podcast. But anyway. Why? You have a lovely voice. Oh, thank you. I think you do, too. Uh, But anyway, I was telling Anna I have heartburn because I'm so excited. Oh, God, there was a huge bee outside the window. I hope it doesn't find a way in. Anyway, otherwise this is going to take a very strange turn. Um, Okay, so today we are going to talk to you about some weird things, which is what we're going to do for the entirety of every episode we do always. It's true, but this one focuses on kids, which sounds real fucking weird when you say it like that. It does. It really does, and we're not like that. (laughs) um, Coffee just came out of my nose, so how dare you? Gross. But I'm not sorry. So, I will be talking about the black-eyed kids, more formally known as the black-eyed children. Which, by the way, <laughs> I have not heard anything about this. We don't listen to each other's stuff, uh, ideas prior, and I'm going to have millions of questions. Yes, good. And I probably won't have any answers. Perfect. So. <laughs> if we're doing well. So, the black-eyed kids, the only reason that I've ever heard of this at all is because I have to give it to um, Christine and M on And That's Why We Drink particularly M, I believe they covered this, um, that uh, it, it, they they mentioned it in an episode, and like I was instantly just enthralled, and I was like, my god, I need to read about this. And so then I read about it, and honestly, I'm, some of the stories I cover, probably they covered as well, uh, but I can't really remember, because it was like a thousand years ago, I feel like. Anyway, ever since then, I've been like a totally and wildly intrigued, but also like scared shitless. So let me give you... <laughs> Let me give you a little background. Okay, I'm ready. So, so according to Wikipedia, <laughs> a very trustworthy source. Oh, by indeed. the way, so many of my facts are from Wikipedia. So oh, good. Big okay, shout good. out to Wikipedia. So, so Wikipedia calls it a contemporary legend about like basically they're paranormal creatures that look like kids, and usually they're between the ages of like five, six, and like sixteen. Oh, um, that's a wide range. They, It sure is. And they have, like, very pale skin. Their eyes are, you guessed it, entirely black. And um, usually they're seen, like, hitchhiking or, quote, panhandling. Naturally. (laughs) Which, yeah. So, like, I have heard the term panhandling. And, like, I've probably at some point in my life had a reason to use the term panhandling. Did you? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you why. But I literally clicked it because I was like, what? is panhandling really and it's it's begging (laughs) so so now we know um and a lot of times they'll like 
come up to your car or they'll come up to your door at your house. I know. Mm-mm. I know. No, it's thanks. a big, mm-mm. No, thanks. Big, big, big negative. Um, and so that's basically what they are. The tabloid coverage of them has, it's like started back in the, I don't know, 1980s, 1990s, although I have an account from as far back as 1950. So I really don't have like an origin for you. So this is like a real thing. Like people see kids walk up to their cars. Also, who's well, ex- who's who's rolling down their window for a child? Well, here's the thing. Never roll down your windows. Period <laughs> ever. Period ever. But um so some people say that this is like a classic example of like um creepy pasta. Do you know what that is? No. Pasta? Okay. Good, because I didn't either. So creepypasta, my understanding of it, and I'm sure somebody's going to write in, you know, one of our, like, three listeners will write in and be like, that's not what it is. But anyway, right, my understanding my understanding of creepypasta essentially is that it's like a, um, it's basically just like a spooky story that you make up to sound pretty realistic. Like, oh, there's like a, like, Reddit will have ones, oh. like Slenderman, that's an example of, like, oh. creepypasta. So some people claim that this is what that is. I don't think so, because who in 1950 would, like, do that shit? But I don't know. We'll, it we'll was, see. It was, I mean, creepypasta, I would imagine, is all to, like, keep kids from, like, doing certain things. You know, like, keep them out of the woods like and, a, like, shit like that. Like a modern-day, like, Grimm's fairy tale. Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> situation. So, yeah, so that's what most people say. I have other theories. <laughs> it's so excited. As per usual. So, anyway, I'm going to get into that, like, towards the end. Let me tell you some shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the shit. And essentially, the shit that I'm telling you is just a series of accounts. I have all sorts of accounts that I <laughs> gathered from a lot of strange places on the internet. Sure, yeah. It was a, it was a journey doing the research for this. Yeah. So, anyway, one of the, like, I supposedly, like, most legitimate sources um, or examples of this would be uh, a 1996 article written by a, a reporter in Texas, and his name was Brian Bethel. Bethel? I don't know how you say it. It's B-E-T-H-E-L. I whatever. think Bethel, like Bethlehem? I think so. Um, so, Abilene, Texas. Here we are. 1996. We've what arrived. a time to be alive. <laughs> we made it. Um, so, he shares an account that late one evening, and this is where things are a little funky at the beginning, so I'm going to shit on this a little, but anyway, late one evening he's, like, hanging out in his vehicle you know, like, driving, and then he stops off at a parking lot near a movie theater to write a check. What? Why are we writing checks in our car? It's the 90s. It is the 90s. Why, like, I can't think of a single fucking reason at night that I would pull over and just write a check. So, like, it's not like you're going to the bank to deposit it. The banks are closed. (laughs) Maybe he just likes his handwriting, and he's like, I want to feel important today. Better fill out a check. Better sign this check. Let me turn on my overhead light in my car. What are you doing? So, supposedly, he was so absorbed in writing this check Naturally. that he didn't he didn't notice two young boys approach his car. Nah. Right then and there, fuck it. Nah. Drop the checkbook. Drive away. Turn out drive, the overhead write light. Get the fuck out. Get out. Bye. Good night. So, anyway... He didn't see that, like, one was older, one was younger. A lot of times, these black-eyed kids, it seems like from these stories, they show up in pairs. So, the older boy knocked on the driver's side window, so F that. And, um, so, Brian rolled down his window, and he immediately noticed a, quote, soul-racking fear. And he couldn't understand why. Well, I'll tell you why, because you've got a kid knocking on your 
fucking at window. night. Like where at where night. are the people responsible for the child? Yeah, what about these kids? <laughs> so anyway, the older boy like starts, you know, feeding him some bullshit and he's like, Oh, like me and my brother wanted to catch a movie, but uh we forgot our money at home and we need a ride. Wait, to so go like how old money. are we talking? And this is in ninety six, so like Stranger Danger is already a thing. It is a thing. He didn't say by like I mean all of these say they range in the age from like six to sixteen. So I'm thinking like maybe early teens. So he's like twelve and the older little one. boy's like Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll say it's like an older younger brother situation. Okay. Um and so right, the older one was like, Okay, I we need to go back and get our money and they're like, Oh, it won't take long. We're only a couple of kids and we don't have a gun. <laughs> what? Yeah, naturally. That's what I say when I approach strangers. <laughs> Me too. Don't sweat it. I don't have a gun. So anyway, really quick to um, defuse any situation when you say shit like that. That'll that'll handle that. And so anyway, um, it's like, you know, Brian was like, okay, yeah, well, that's you know, sketchy as you would. Sure. And he also was like, guys, the last showing of the movie you want to see, it's already started. By the time we get back, you're gonna miss like the whole thing. Right. But no. And then he said, um, for a minute, like he broke his eye contact with them. And then he, like, his fear was just, like, he just, like, couldn't deal. It was all-encompassing. He couldn't move. He just, like, whatever. And then he, like, turned his head and looked back, and then their eyes were just totally blacked out. That's at the point where I'd be like, Dad! But also, like, I think... I I don't know. Like, I I have so many detailed questions that you uh, you definitely don't have the answers to, but it's, like, how close are they to the car? Like, why is he just speaking to these kids? I, I guess I just I want to go back to that. the check. Why is he going <laughs> the check? But anyway, so then, like, and this is characteristic. You'll see this in a lot of the stories. Like, Brian, like, starts to make excuses. Like, I can't give you a ride. I'm sorry. You can't get into my car. I'm, I'm oh, not going to take you. And then that's what the they older, want. They want to get into his car. They want to get in. They want to get into the car. They want to get into, you know, you'll see. Okay. Um, and so the older one like always starts to get really pissed off and like now this older boy's all pissed off whatever and like and he and he tells him he's like i can't get into your car until you say it's okay and then finally brian i guess came to his senses and got the f out of the parking lot and so to this day he actually still stands by his story now i don't know if this was like that creepy pasta or whatever this is like a very long time to keep up the charade i don't know that like eventually i probably would have been like yeah you're right i'm just like fucking with you guys <laughs> you know but, like also why <laughs> many questions why would you're right like if this is 96 and presumably he was an adult when this happened because he can drive we're talking over 20 years at this point right yeah so like you're definitely like an old man like why would you be holding on not an old man <laughs> excuse me anyone who's in their 40s probably middle-aged <laughs> but like, sorry to any of our more mature listeners <laughs> <laughs> but it's like why would you be holding on to this story for so long also like right if you're an adult like i'm sorry as an adult i don't get spooked very easily you know what I mean? Oh, I do. Do I have you? Issues. <laughs> well, like, and see, I'm so annoying. But we're too, also I'm like, women. I could... That's true. We have. There's way scarier things, like just existing in reality right now for us. That's so, true, but for some reason. Yeah, that's true. Like, I, I'm so annoying, right? Because I'm like, ooh, I love scary shit. Like, ooh, scary shit you, is so you fun. Don't. And then I get scared. <laughs> then my ass gets scared, and I do it to myself every time. And then it's just like, damn it. You go to one scary movie, and you're like, forget it, I'm not sleeping. 
I'm not sleeping tonight. Yeah, I know. And it's like, I do this to myself. Like, I don't know. Maybe I just like to torture myself, but. I think we do. Probably. So here comes another one for you. This one's a little more recent. Um, Recent? (laughs) Excuse me. Semi-recent. So during one week in September 2014, uh, there was a British tabloid, the Daily Star, and they ran like three like very sensational front page stories about supposed sightings of these black-eyed kids, which of course they refer to as black-eyed children because they're British and like so cool and Mm. proper. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so um, they connected it to the sale of like this pub in Staffordshire that is supposedly haunted, like you do. Love it. Um, and then the paper claimed that there was like a shock rise in sightings around the world and that um, ghost hunters are taking these sightings very seriously. As ghost hunters <laughs> tend to do. As ghost hunters do. And the ghost hunters feel that these black eyed children are extraterrestrials, vampires, or ghosts, which comes to my theory. Well, well, I feel. Those are three very different things. <laughs> I know, which I feel, I think they're either extraterrestrials or vampires and I'll get to why as we make our way through these stories but like vampires is my top one as of now and it's the whole it's the whole like you can't come in or like we can't come in unless you oh, say it's cool inviting you in thing you know I think that's a thing and that's like a vampire's vamp- diary and you'll see that there's like um there's like a few examples in this where like they just like they like kind of like get in your head a little bit and I feel like that's kind of a vampire thing You'll see. So here comes another story, right? Here's one of the ones from September 2014. Okay. Um, supposedly, this, like, black-eyed girl was, like, terrorizing the area of... Oh, God. Cannock Chase in sure. <laughs> Staffordshire? Fuck me. I'm, I totally... Whatever. Anyway, um, a paranormal investigator named Lee Brickley, uh, like, examined this case. And um, supposedly, a local woman was, like, out and about one time. And, like, she heard this crazy scream, right? And she was like, oh, shit. That's, like, a kid. Something's, like, very wrong. And I'm, like, a decent person. So I'm going to go look. I'm paraphrasing. Naturally. <laughs> Okay, so she she went and she like ran around and she was like looking and she didn't see anyone and then all of a sudden like she turned around and there was a little girl dressed in white standing behind her. Okay. And she stated that like the little girl had her hands over her eyes like she was like, quote, waiting for a birthday cake or like I pictured as like maybe playing like peekaboo or something like that, right? But she's just standing there. She was just standing there silently doing this. So like fuck that. But anyway, the woman she also had her daughter with her and so she asked the little girl if like she was okay um and so the girl took her hands away from her face and opened her eyes and then quote that's when i saw they were completely black no iris no white nothing um i jumped back and grabbed my daughter and when i looked again the child was gone so that kind of is like oh maybe that's like a ghost thing i don't know but i still think vampires but I, my question is, is, was this daytime? I feel like right. all this shit always happens at night. So again. I also, my first thought whenever I see children, which I see children quite a lot because I live in a town that's a very big family town, yeah. is my first thought when I see a child like walking or running or sitting somewhere, immediately you look around and you're like, where is the person responsible for said child? Yeah, where's the parent or guardian? Right, yeah. like where is the person who is in charge of this child? Like, why do they just look at them and they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, why are two young boys just out in, right. in a parking like, lot? We don't live in a time anymore in which kids are just out and about without a parent. Like, if this was like, oh, I don't know, maybe like the 70s, yeah, 60s, right. I feel like it was way more common for kids to be like, okay, mom and pop, like, I'm going right. out and walking to wherever, right. you know. 
and that was that. But like, we don't live in that time anymore. Like, it's very like the, the world's a fucked up place. Era is like when they right, were right, like, right. We'll be back in when it's dark, and they left. like eighties. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, I don't know. I just feel like th- it's not a thing anymore. No. Everybody's scared shitless because people are like monsters. Right. So <clears throat> there you have it. And, and then okay, it. I have. And there you have it. The world according to Cassie. So, um... Boy, thank you. I have an older one here. This one's from 1974. Um, This is from France. And I want to say the town name. I looked up the town name and how to pronounce it. I'm really sorry if my dog just got recorded barking. (laughs) But, um... But I also brain farted on how to pronounce it. So it's spelled A-I-S-N-E. A-I-S-N-E. Ain France? Got nothing. Uh, France. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> and I'm so sorry. But anyway, um, so this case was investigated by, again, a couple of paranormal investigators, uh, Joel Mesnard and Jean-Marie Bajorn. Yeah. That's wrong. Love that. Um, so, and it involved a couple of guys known only as Alain G and Patrick V. So anyway... Here we are, 1974 France. Probably pretty cool. At the, I'm just saying. It was probably For awesome sure. at that time. Sure. It's awesome now. So anyway, they're driving around. It's a small village. They stopped their car in front of a house because they're trying to turn. Like, I guess it was like a weird angle. And they're like, they stopped and they're yeah. trying to turn down a road. And European Street's very the, small. <laughs> they glance into the uh, properties, like courtyard, like front yard area. And they see five figures. Um... And uh, they appear to be looking at them. This is nighttime. And uh, the figures were like four feet tall. So they were kids or just like very small people. I don't know. And they're all dressed in like the same long garments. They all have long hair and solid black eyes. And the figure that was closest to their car gestured to them to come into the courtyard. And of course, the men just like, these guys get it. They were logical. They just like sped away because they were like, no. And, um,. It's said that they, like, gathered up some more people later and returned, but that they didn't see the people that they had seen before. Um, And then the investigator spoke to other people in the area, and a neighbor stated that he'd also seen the kids. Um, And he had seen them, like, playing in the road earlier. So, I don't know. That one's a little strange, but this is also 1974, and documentation probably was questionable. Spotty at best. Right. And then there's another one um, at Camp... Lejeune? I don't know. It's in North Carolina. This is a U.S. Marine now. Now, this is November 2009. So, again, kind of... I mean, it's like 10 years at this point, but, you know. Anyway. But it's so weird that it's all over the world. It's all over the world, right? And we're getting kind of recent with this stuff. Um, Let's see. So... He was living in some barracks, right? He was alone in his room one evening. His roommate had gone out. He was watching a movie, and there was a knock at his door, right? He didn't think anything of it. He thought his roommate had come back, like maybe he had forgotten something. So he just went ahead and opened the door. And when he did, there were, you guessed it, two small kids standing outside. (laughs) And as soon as he saw them, he said that he was just, like, immediately filled with dread, the same way that that guy in Texas was. Um, And he just, like, had this impulse to slam the door shut. Um... (laughs) But be- do it. Fuck those kids. Fuck those kids. And he noticed, you know, before he slammed it shut, he was like, oh, they have, you know, those black eyes. So anyway, he asked them what they wanted. And then, like, they responded just, like, staring at him. Just, like, very, very deadpan. Um, right. That they want to come inside and read. Nope. 
No. Goodbye. Go read fucking somewhere else. Take your books. I don't <laughs> think they even probably had books. And get the fuck out. They definitely did. Get out. So, um, the Marine was like, he was like, oh my god, there's literally nobody else around. It's just these kids. And then the kids, like, started taking a step toward, like, nope. closer to him. And he just, like, mm-hmm. he was just like, okay, I'm slamming this. So he sl- fucked the kids, slammed the door. And then they kept, like, knocking, like, very assertively. Yeah. And then there was, his window was rattling. And then all of a sudden everything stopped and the kids were gone. And then in January 2016, um, there's, now this one, it's a report on the internet. And it's an unnamed woman um, who had not only encountered the black-eyed children, but she let them into her house. Oh, so she's very dumb. She's very dumb. Now this is where I think they're aliens, I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you why. So anyway, she's living in Vermont, right? And of course there's a blizzard, as happens in Vermont, you know. It does. It does. Um, and there was like a really loud knock on her door, and she's like, oh shit, I bet you somebody had like a car accident, it sucks outside, you know, whatever. And so she went to open the door, and she looked out the window and saw that there were footprints in the snow leading to the house, but there was no vehicle. Like, she couldn't see a vehicle on the road. Um, and so she was, like, a little spooked, so she woke up her husband, and the banging... Ooh. Spooky! And then um, the banging on the door was continuing, and so he was like, okay, fine, I'll answer it. <laughs> Kudos to her, because she's like, bitch, get up and answer the door, because my ass is Also, up. why didn't he get up at first? <laughs> this man was very tired. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so sleepy. Life hasn't been easy. So anyway, um, there were two kids on the on the doorstep, a boy and a girl, and they were both around like 8 to 10 years old. Um, oh. And she uh, recalled that they like were not appropriately dressed for the weather. Um, and she was like, instantly just like nervous and and weirded out and felt very strange inside um and she's like she was like despite her better judgment she went ahead and invited the kids inside because you know it's a blizzard and kids i wouldn't have i would have been like sorry i probably wouldn't have answered the door anyway as she um like brought them into the living room she noticed that uh her cats were like acting very weird always fucking pay attention to your pets pets know shit they do. Pets well, arguably no my dog might not, but Donut's afraid of everything. Do. Donut is just like, I mean, I don't even know. Corey does this thing. <laughs> Corey does this. Hang on. So Donut is Cassie's dog. She is my corgi. And Corey is and, and Corey is Cassie's fiance. And Corey is my fiance. I'm sorry. I gave like zero background. Okay, so Corey does this thing, right? We're like, and he looks like he's got a screw loose when he does this. He totally looks like he's nuts. <laughs> he'll just start doing this, like, <laughs> sorry, Corey. <laughs> sorry, Corey. He just he'll just start doing this, like, wildly absurd skipping around the house, and then Donuts like herding instincts kicked in, and she just loses her fucking mind, and she's like, and her little stumps start going, and she's like chasing him, and it's. Anyway, so she's even afraid of Corey when he's, like, skipping around like a moron. It's not even, like... Right. It's not even... So, anyway, listen to your animals, though. Even if they are a spaz, just whatever. So, anyway, she noticed that when the kids walked by, one of the cats, like, was just, like, hissing at them, you know, as cats do. So she was like, okay, kids, like, do you guys want some, like, hot chocolate or some shit? It's cold out. And uh, whenever she asked them, their reply, like... She, she would offer them, like, do you need to use the bathroom? Do you need to, you know, do you want some new clothes? Do you whatever? And they would always just say, our parents will be here soon. And so she, like, went and got them hot chocolate. She brought it back anyway. And when they looked at her to take the drink, she finally noticed that their eyes were just two jet black balls. 
she was like, they're just like giant pupils and nothing else. Um, and so she stared at them and they both suddenly asked if they could use the bathroom. And so she was like, okay, I'm just going to like... Both of them together? I know, weird. So she like, she was like, okay, I'm just going to try to be cool about this. And so she like directed them to the bathroom. And then she was like, looked at her husband and his nose had started bleeding. And then the power went out. This is all snowballing very quickly. <laughs> I... Everything is going, it's going wrong. And she starts. At once. She starts to go like to walk to get her husband a fucking tissue because his nose is bleeding. And she noticed both the kids staring at or standing at the end of the hall, just like totally like just stone, just stand, just standing totally still. And they're just staring at her. And then suddenly they're just nope. like, "Our parents are here." And then they just opened the front door and left. And then like she went to close the door and she saw the kids getting into a black car with two tall men, both dressed in suits, standing next to it. And they entered the vehicle, and then they all drove away. In the months following this, her husband was suddenly diagnosed with an aggressive form of skin cancer. And she suddenly began to suffer from regular nosebleeds and discovered herself as being in the worst condition of her life. And she's convinced what? that, like, those kids did something to them. So I feel like they're aliens, right? And I feel like, oh, what if that, like... They sound like they're demons to me. Demons, for sure. I don't know. Demons. Demons. So, I like, I don't know, some shit, you know, that's like some shit. That that is some shit. I agree with that shit. When no- that is some shit. When noses start bleeding, like you know, some shit's up. I'm just saying. That's no. That's that's a telltale sign in in a horror movie, which I will touch on later yeah, on. Good. I only have a couple more here. I just like I got carried away because I was like, there are so many stories here. So, but also like, what do they want? Like that's my question. I don't know like, what they what want. Is it? See, that's why I'm like, okay, maybe they're aliens, right? Like maybe they just want to like. I don't know, maybe they want to do some experimenting or some shit, and then they, like, come in and they're, like, gathering intel, and then maybe maybe those kids were like, wow, these two people suck. Our parents are gonna be here. We're piecing out. I don't know. And then, like, why two men in suits? I don't know. So like, And it's interesting that they weren't dressed for the weather. I know, like, they couldn't... I think that's interesting. Right, so, like, vampires. Or demons. Or ghosts. Or ghosts. Or, or aliens. We're not arriving. So many We're options. not arriving anywhere. Here's the earliest account that uh, I could find, and this is from the 1950s, or I think it was just 1950 flat. We're in Virginia. There's a 16-year-old boy named Harold, as you do in 1950 Virginia. So, according... According to the story, which has been, like, researched and investigated by a guy named David Weatherly. Um, so Harold was supposedly, like, walking home one afternoon. I don't know where the hell he was coming from. I don't know, maybe school or something. Anyway, and he comes across, like, this other kid just, like, leaning against the fence, hanging out. Which, like, I feel like in 1950 was probably a thing. Probably. Right. So Harold, like, want, was, like, speak. He would try to speak to him. And the kid just, like, totally ignored him. And Harold's like, all right, fuck you. So he's just, like, starting to walk off. And all of a sudden, the kid's like, I want to go to your house, and you're going to walk me up to your house. Nope. And Harold's like, the hell? And then he looks, and the kid's eyes are all black. There's no white, just black. And then, stranger, Harold was, like, thinking about turning and running home when the boy was just like no don't don't you run away from me you're going to walk me up to your house so the kid could like read his mind or some shit right so harold turned and ran away anyway aces to harold because that's what my ass would have done and i know shout out to harold yeah and then he later recalled to his parents like that as he started running away he heard this like inhuman scream behind him he said it kind of sounded like a bobcat um and then a demon a demon it it's all right, maybe we arrive to it. Maybe they are just straight up demons. But like, what's up with the? Because like, what what do they they? I feel like an alien would want something. A vampire, obviously, if you're gonna 
it wants to like eat you or do whatever. They get invited to that woman's house. They do nothing to her. Even when her husband has a nosebleed. Sounds like a demon. Maybe it is a demon. Maybe they just want to like fuck with people. But anyway, so what's really Sorry. what's really interesting? No, it's okay. Is his, his parents just like a hundred percent believed him? Like so much so <laughs> that his dad just grabbed his gun, like you do in 1950 Virginia, and just like uh-huh. immediately went out and started looking for the boy, <laughs> who like had looking for the demon, looking for the demon who had demanded to come into the family house, and his mom right. was like, kid you just like met up with the devil himself and we're gonna go see a priest but that's it that's where the story cuts off i have no idea what happened after that i don't know what happened to harold or his parents but shit his parents knew what were up and they were like listen this kid they were like guns priests guns and priests we're fine we're ready um okay and i believe this is the last story this is a good one now this one could very well be an example of like creepypasta it is from reddit like there's that whole reddit section though where people like talk about strange shit so it could either be a story i fucking love the weird part of reddit same me too i could spend a lot of time on the weird part of reddit and so like but this is also from like a thought catalog um uh article so i don't know okay so anyway there's this woman right and she wakes up and her dog lucy is like shitting itself and barking not literally shitting itself it's just like God damn it, I would have been like, take it to the vet. I want to clarify, there were no shits that I know of. Said anyway, like, the dog was just sitting upright on the bed where, you know, she was sleeping with her husband, and then their uh, 22-month-old daughter was in the room also with them. And the dog is just, like, staring at the door, freaking out. And she she was just like, okay, Lucy's probably just, like, tweaking out over a house noise. She's still a puppy. Like, it could have been, like wind or they have a roommate it could have been the roommate walking around or something the house whatever so um she was like okay i'm gonna go ahead and open the door and show the dog that nothing's there you know something was there right oh yeah okay also this is something i would completely do though and i will say this is a very big white person thing (laughs) if donut was doing that i'd be like shut the fuck up go back to sleep (laughs) (laughs) stop it so anyway um they uh you know she makes the way to the front door with the dog right and she's just the dog's still like snarling and her the second her hand reaches for the deadbolt the dog just like loses it like the dog is jumping on her barking and when she she's touching the metal all of a sudden the dog just like stops and she starts whimpering and she starts backing away and she's afraid and then all of a sudden this oh, woman shit. you know naturally she was like okay well now i'm like weirded out and my heart's racing and sinking and she's all of a sudden been totally flooded with this mixture of fear and dread and she looks through the peephole and she doesn't know why she looked but she did and there were two kids outside nope one was about 16 or 17 the younger one was probably around she said like four or five um the older one was slender and pale she had like a light shade of honey blonde hair it was long um she had like blunt bangs that covered most of her eyes and she wore like jeans like a light wash and like a thin looking olive colored pullover style hoodie so like fashion right because i would probably wear this fashion Yeah. yeah fashion fashion and she was holding the hand of the little one who was still in like she was in jeans and like a little button down cardigan and like the the smaller one looked at the floor um same shade of hair so like they looked like they were related and she was holding a stuffed toy under her free arm that was identical to one of the woman's daughter's toys so spooky nope nope and um all of a sudden like 
this woman was like, okay, something's very off. She hasn't made a noise at this point. She hasn't shushed the dog. She hasn't, like, been like, oh, he's fucking somebody knocking on the door. Like, she hadn't turned on any lights, nothing, right? And so the kids didn't know she was there, and then all of a sudden the older one spoke, and she was, like, very confident and, like, accentless and flat, and she had her head tilted downward, and she was like, we have to use your phone. So, like, she knew that the woman was there and she raised her head to face the peephole and her eyes were like black or midnight blue or like a very dark purple and the woman described them as otherworldly and she's like our mother's worried and so the woman knew like that and they always mention their parents they always mention their parents right and the woman's like okay i've never really been one to like believe in these things she's an atheist she's a skeptic when it right. comes to the paranormal she didn't answer her she backed away from the door slowly and silently lucy was still freaking the fuck out as lucy does and she just kept talking she's like just let us in to use your phone and she kept taking steps back and leaving and so at first she seemed kind of polite and then all of a sudden she was like hostile she's like we're not going to hurt you if we wanted to do that we would have broken in i'll ask again can we come in and use your phone and so lucy is these two, i would have been like you two children think you can break into my you home? You kids are going to break into my home? Do you know who like, I am? <laughs> do you know I'm an adult and can smush you? <laughs> I will end you. Um, and then she's like trying to back away, but she felt like this like subconscious need to go back to the door and pull them in. And then she finally, she was like, she just got into her room. Mm -hmm. She covered up the window. She locked the door and she just sat there the rest of the night. And she heard her call her back to the door one more time. And then it was like that silent. And she was like, I didn't sleep that night. I haven't slept right since. And then the last thing I want to leave you with is, supposedly, if you know about the black-eyed kids, you're more likely you're to be approached them. by them. And so... Thank you! You're welcome. <laughs> Listeners, you're welcome. Everybody's welcome. But now we know, don't open your door. Don't open your car window. Ignore don't kids always. Kids. Never help kids. That's the moral of the never, story. Literally, never. <laughs> I have been afraid ever since I researched this. Like, uh, you know, I'm home alone during the day. I work from home. And, like, I, I'm just, like, expecting somebody to come knock on the door. Or, like, we were out last night setting off fireworks, as you do. And I was, like, expecting some kids to walk up. Also, last night was the 4th of July in America. Just yeah, so just know. FYI. I wasn't just like, hey, fireworks. <laughs> you know? No, it was the 4th of July. And, like, you know, I just, I'm, like, now I'm very afraid. And I'm, like, expecting these. Th I'm, like, spooked. See, and this is why I suck. Because I'm, like, ooh, this is fascinating. And then I'm, like, why am I doing this to myself? Right. Right. So, that's... Also, don't write checks in your car in the middle of the night. <laughs> in 1996, don't stop your car in a the movie theater lot to write a check. Yeah, so that's, right. um, I mean, that's the long and short of it. That's the Black Eyed Kids. There are, like, tons and tons and tons of accounts. I probably could have talked about this for, like, three hours, honestly. But I, I'm very, also, I was just going to be like, why don't people check the people? But if they're really small kids... You won't be able to see them anymore. You won't necessarily be able to see them. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Is it real? Is it not? I mean, I'm a skeptic sometimes, but I'm also like, there's a lot of unknown shit in the world. Maybe. You know, I don't know. I don't know what to think. I think it's spooky, and I think that I certainly wouldn't want to come across one. I think they're aliens, or vampires, or like you said, demons. That's... I think they might be demons. They could be demons. Do you think they're just that's interesting? Yeah. So that's that's it. I, I oh my God. I oh. okay. If a child approached my window and knocked on my car window, or if a child forcefully was like, I also have two nephews, and my nephews are five and three, 
Right. I feel like they don't have that forceful speaking dialogue that like adults have. No, kids are like, like... they do when you ask them a question. Like if you're like, "Do you want to do this?" Nine times out of ten, my three year old nephew would be like, "No." <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like they don't have that forceful dialogue to be like, "I need to use your phone." Right. You know what I mean? Just let us in to use your phone. Yeah, like it's not. Yeah. Like we're not gonna hurt you. Like a kid would never say that. No, a kid doesn't we don't have a gun. We're just kids. You know? Right. Like a kid would never be like, oh, an adult's going to, a rational adult is going to be afraid of me. A kid wouldn't think like that. I know. So the whole thing is spooky and weird and very spooky and weird. Now, half the time I expect, I don't know, to have a, a kid knocking on my door. A, a demon kid. A demon kid. I knew you'd like it. I do. It's a cool topic, it. right? I don't know. I love it. It's like all I want to do is read these stories, but you know, I, I have a job and so I can't do that all the time. Right, but one right, one day, right. maybe. <laughs> one day. <laughs> one day. So tell me, this is your time to shine. Give it to me. What are we talking about? Okay, so because you picked the black, I literally saw your topic and I was like, oh my God. So I am a big movie person. Yes. And I think it's so interesting that we, in nine times out of ten, if it's a horror movie, there's going to be a kid in it. And the kid always does it. There's always something wrong with the kid. Right. So I was like, why do we do that? Like, why do we put kids in scary movies? So apparently there's some research on it. Which Ooh, I you're going to tell me why. <laughs> yes. So the obvious answer, of course, is that it's for shock value and that kids aren't supposed to be scary. Right. Right, because like obviously you're not supposed to see a kid and be like, "Oh, spooky!" Like that's not how we exist. Right, but now I do. We're, well, and especially with these black-eyed bullshit, <laughs> don't like. Not a fan. Um, but so, like, we think of kids obviously as the innocents and blah blah blah. So, if a child can be corrupt and evil, like that's fucked up to us like we just don't like it and adults can be evil children shouldn't be blah 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 and there was one idea that i thought was so interesting there was a film theorist mary jackson who identifies that children in horror is or like evil children are a representation of our societal fear of failing the next generation Ooh, also which i think is fascinating what a cool job film theorist I know fucking A. Why do I have the job I have when I could have fucking that? Take me back. Let's do it all over. <laughs> I, I want a fucking mulligan. <laughs> anyway. So, but my favorite idea was, was obviously, you know, like it's an anxiety and our, it activates our deep seated fear that children, our own children will not love us and will one day turn on us. Like, obviously that's scary. Blah, 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 blah. Indeed. Whatever. There's a German word. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's unheimlich, which means unhomely or not right within the home. That was so good, though. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it, but so they are saying basically that something can be totally gross, like a Saw movie, but something that's really scary is something that's like just not right. And specifically in your home, which is like your safety net. So, like, the idea of these black eyed children being like, we need to come in, we're like, whoa. Like, it's, we don't like the idea of like infiltrating our home so that's the german word for like these kids that are like went in a scary movie right if something is just like not right yeah that's what they Ooh, i agree to. with that though like i feel like so much right? of stuff that spooks me in anything that's scary is just like when something's just a little off 
Right. Like something can be like, ooh, it's a demon. But if someone's just like not right, I'm like, I, I don't like this. You get, I don't like this. You get the heebie-jeebies to like the nth degree. Right. It's, yeah. So, and they believe that it started from this movie called The Bad Seed, which was released in 1952. And I, I researched this movie and immediately started laughing because I was like, Cassie's going to die. So it's about this little girl. Of course it is. Who's played by Patty McCormick, who was 11 at the time. So basically the character, whose name is Rhoda, which why, but fine, it was the 50s. She <laughs> kills a kid because he beat her in a competition. Me. Like, I think she, I'm... Pre- <laughs> like, hands down. <laughs> I mean, not wrong. So... She, I think she drowns him, or I'm not even really sure. I Shit. didn't see the movie. I've seen most of these, but I haven't seen this film. We should watch it. <clears throat> we should. And then she, like, spends all this time trying to cover herself up. But, like, adults are aware of her, and they think that there's something, like, just not right, but they can't explain it. <laughs> there's so something she's, like, the definition <laughs> of the Unheimlich. Right, right, right. She's like the definition of the Unheimlich, which I think that's where it all stems from, blah, blah, blah. So I started looking for the Unheimlich, like in the threads of this movie, of movies, of horror movies, and blah, blah, this movie, horror movies, you know what I mean? All the scaries. So naturally, of course, the first movie that's going to pop up is The Omen. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and then I have background information on shit, weird shit that happened in the movies themselves. Because that, I think, is more interesting. Like during weird filming? weird shit happens... Yeah. Yeah, I love that shit. And The Omen, this shit pops up fucking everywhere. Oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. So, okay. okay. So, The Original Omen was released in 1976. And the kid who played him was four. Uh, okay, I, I don't know if anyone doesn't know anything about The Omen, but hi, welcome to the world. The Omen <laughs> is a, a movie about the kid who is the Antichrist. <clears throat> he gets adopted by this couple, and weird shit starts happening, and it turns, like, his nanny commits suicide, and, like, dogs attack people. Classic, and, like, classic. It, yeah, all the really normal tropes happen. Anyway, so this this kid won the role... Because the director, Richard Donner, was like, hey, attack me. And the kid went right after his balls. Oh, yeah. So the director yeah. was like, this is it. Also, what did he expect the kid to do? Like, his, if he's four, your balls are at his eye level. Like, of course that's where he's that's going. That's the target. Yeah, what do they think? Okay. He's going to, like, leap up, like, three feet into the air and go after his eyes. Which, either way, still still would have won Still terrifying. Parts. Yeah. That's what... <laughs> so... And I guess the writer of this movie, or I, I don't, I'm not even really sure where the name Damien came from, but apparently he was named after Father Damien, who started the first leper colony in the Hawaiian Islands. Like you so. do. Like you do. Sure. Right. Sure. Thanks, Father Damien. Right. So what happened over the course of... They... Okay. They made a bunch of sequels, which all were not great, and then they remade the movie in June 6, 2006. So it was 6606. Like you do. The, the demon's number. And the kid who played Damien in that version of the movie was also six years old. Ooh. Yeah. So, but the history of the kids who have played Damien over the years all have, like, a running theme, which is that they basically disappear off the map. Oh, fuck. We don't know what happens so, to Damien. So, the, da- the original Damien... <laughs> literally disappears except in 2017 
<laughs> he punched two cyclists in a road rage attack. Oh my. So he did that on August 21st. But also of me. Of 2016. I know, big time. He did that on <laughs> August 21st, 2016, and was sentenced on Friday the 13th in 2017. Ooh, delicious. I knew, I knew yeah. there was going to be a Friday the 13th in here somewhere. I know, big time. So the actor basically disappeared, except for a cameo role in the remake as a reporter. Oh, cool. A P.I. was hired to track him down during his disappearance, literally couldn't find anything about him. So that's him, and then he appears when he punches out two cyclists. <laughs> what a comeback, though. I know, he's like, I'm coming in hot. So <laughs> Look out, the world. Omen I for real. So the Omen two Damien, who's played by Jonathan Scott Taylor, did ska- did stage work, did stage work. Stage, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did stage work and then quit to work for a trucking business in Australia and may have changed his name. So disappears. Right. The Omen three, there's an adult version of Damien who's played by my MVP, Sam Neill, a.k.a. Dr. Alan Grant from Jurassic Park. Oh, cool, cool. Who refuses to talk about his time making the film. Like, at all? Yeah. Some shit happened. We'll not talk about it. I want to know what happened. The only person who doesn't apply to this is the 2006 remake of Damien, because he has appeared in movies since, and he hasn't disappeared. But for the most part, they've either disappeared or will not talk about their time on the Omen set playing Damien. Yeah, well, maybe something just like... Wow, I don't know. Ah, man. Like, something must have happened, you know? Well, so get ready for this shit. Oh, good. So in the 76 film, the designer of the... on the film was decapitated in a car accident. Jesus. Okay. I'm sweating. An animal trainer... Who was hired to keep the crew safe? There's like an have you you have you seen the original by the way? Not the original, no. Okay, there's like an angry baboon scene, like which you is do. like why, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> Need so, it, yeah. Right, an animal trainer who was hired to keep the crew safe from the angry baboons was killed by a tiger a day after they shot the angry baboon scene. Oh shit! A group of trained because there's a scene where the Rottweilers like all attack some like. I think it's the father. I can't really remember. They attack someone. It's fine. Because they all, like, protect Damien. Right, right. So, but the trained Rottweilers really attacked a stuntman, injuring him, ripping through his defensive gear, and completely defying their trainer, which they Jesus. had never done before or since. Okay, so the, so the animals are tweaking out. Because these... Right. Jesus. So, another stuntman went from filming the Omen to filming A Bridge Too Far... And he had to jump off a tall building, land on an airbag. Did it several times. No issue. He apparently jumped and fell, missed the airbag, and had to be hospitalized. Oh, my God. And when he woke up, he said he was pushed. But there was nobody up there with him. And the doctor said from the way that he fell and the angle that he fell, it didn't make, like, it didn't make sense, the trajectory. Like, it didn't look like... He was doing a purposeful jump. Like something he could have done it by himself. Like, like, Right. It looked like he was trying to like, uh, and that's how he fell. Jesus. Well, he wasn't alone. There Which, were dead people up there with him. Right. I'm just saying. And several cast and crew members on separate planes, their planes were struck by lightning. What in God's name? That one's really fucked. Right? Yeah. I mean, Is they're all fucked, weird? but yeah. Yeah. Ooh. And the 06 film doesn't have as many fun things, but there are still weird things that happened. 
Uh, so Father Brennan, actor Pete Postlewaite, R.I.P. Mm-hmm. His brother died unexpectedly after he allegedly received three sixes in a poker game. Ooh. And about thirteen thousand five hundred feet of film, which included an important scene in which Lee Schreiber finds the devil's birthmark on his son, mm-hmm. was mysteriously destroyed while being processed in the lab, and no one could explain what happened. What? Ooh. I love this. And as an even more fun personal anecdote, you're going to fucking die. I The day I was researching and taking notes for this, I went to Starbucks to take a break. And I ordered a coffee, like, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the woman who prints out my receipt is like, oh, and hands it to me. My total is $6.66. What the fuck? What the fuck? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I knew you'd love that. That's so cool. Did you shit a little? I would have shit. Oh, 100%. I was literally done researching this. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Walked my stupid ass to Starbucks, got a coffee, which I do all the time. And then she hands me the receipt and I was like, oh. And she was like, yikes. And the woman said to me, she was like, ooh, you got the devil following you. And you were like, don't I know it, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like bitch, don't say shit like that to me. The fuck? Do you know the shit I read about today? <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's awesome. So, Right. So obviously Damien is like the definition of the Unheimlich because he's the Antichrist and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's a kid, but everyone thinks that there's something off with him. No one believes him. Like no one believes the adults. Like in all the movies, the mom, of course, this is excellent gaslighting, is the mom is like, there's something wrong with him and no one believes her. Classic, classic. The father has to like cut his son's hair and see the devil's mark even though, like, a, a fucking black Rottweiler just shows up in their house and he's like, yeah, no. He's like, yeah, you can keep this. Like, let uh, let you the know. dog, strange dog, sleep in my kid's room. Shit happens. Yeah, wow. Okay. Right. Right, classic. You're right. So classic. Classic, classic, classic. So, okay. The Shining was another movie that popped up a lot oh, because God. we have uh, the young boy, Danny, who has talks to his finger. And then like we have the two, right. Then we have the two twins that are very famous. Yes. Twins. So I found, twins. So I found out some um, background information on them. So also, hi, if you don't know anything about The Shining, hi, welcome to life. <laughs> uh, it, it was released in 1980 and it was directed by Kubrick, who's a fucking wild animal. And, <laughs> or who was, I think he's dead. Um, oh, I don't know. But so, I don't know either. Shit. Anyway. So... He apparently was very protective of the kids, which is pretty dope, because uh, Danny, who is played by Danny Lloyd, I guess this is a, there was no confusion, what a was, six, was six at the time of shooting. Yes, he was. And there was, like, they used a dummy in, like, really intense scenes. Like, so the kid wasn't even, like, a part of the really scary scenes. Like, he literally was like, no, we're going to use a dummy. Like, this kid is not even going to be involved. And he had a super special bond with Scatman Crothers, 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 who played Halloran, who was the guy that was like, you want some ice cream, doc? You know that guy? <laughs> yeah, you know I like that about. guy. You know what I'm talking yeah. about. He's the best. Yeah, he is. And they had a super special bond off screen, which inevitably translated to being on screen, which was really helpful. So the twins were played by Lisa and Louise Byrne, who were 12 at the time, and they were super fond of the movie. Literally no horror stories. They remember playing with Danny Lloyd, playing with Jack Nicholson, who they loved, and they celebrated their 11th birthdays on set, 
and were famously given tiny bottles of fake blood. Which, what? What? But fine. Okay, alright. And in their death scene, which, spoiler alert, uh, oh, oops, I meant to say this at the very beginning, totally forgot. Spoilers abound. Yeah, all the spoilers. Um, but also, if you haven't seen these films, I don't know how to help you. But also, uh, get out. Yeah. They, yeah. They were more worried about the liquid getting cold. Like, in their death scene, like, all the blood's everywhere, and they're, like, laying in it, and they're all mangled. They were literally more worried about it being cold than they were laying in carnage. <laughs> That's because, so cool. Because Kubrick literally, like, kept them so well-preserved. Like, he just kept them away from what was happening and away from the chaos. And Yeah. So, there's no real weird stories from The Shining, other than I heard... Uh, Kubrick was a huge dick to Shelley Duvall. Ah, uh, yes. But yeah. other, but other than that, like, there's no like horror stories with the kids, which I think is like really interesting. Because that is. you know, like they're they're playing like horrific parts, and shit always and, goes on with kids, right? And instead, they were just like, be, I think because Kubrick shielded them so much, like it was just fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, now we go to Poltergeist. Oh. Okay. Oh, but also, I will say The Shining, the twins are also the definition of the Unheimlich, because they're just like, come play with us, and you're like, what the fuck? You're like, get away from me! Yeah, I don't want to fucking play with you, fuck off. And it's also, Danny is like, just a little, which, watching this movie, okay, because this movie came out in 1980, so watching this movie as an adult, and uh, as anyone past the year of 1980, <laughs> you're like... Uh, what's happening here? Like, what? I get it. The kids have like imaginary friends. Like, I talked to an imaginary friend apparently when I was a kid. Like, it's a kid thing to do. But like, he's talking to his finger, and his finger has like a deep ass voice. Yeah, let's. Yeah, yeah. And like says weird things. So I think Danny's a li- got a little bit of the Unheimlich too, even though he's a good kid. There's something off with Danny. Right, right. So there's some shit that goes on on Poltergeist. Yes, I feel like I... Yes. Okay, tell me. I can't wait. So, the original Poltergeist was released in 1982. There was a remake. Cassie and I saw it together, which was released in 2015. <laughs> that was so cool. Remember and Cassie shit her pants. I kicked the shit out of the seat in front of me. That was so cool. <laughs> he literally murdered the seat in front of me. Because, like, a little piano um, started playing or something out of nowhere. <laughs> it's not even a scary that, part. I like that that was your big scare. I know. Oh, God. Um. So, okay. So, the... Uh, the little girl who goes there, here, or whatever she does. Oh, she says it's so cool. Yeah. I know she does. She was played by Carol Ann Freeling, or, oops, that's her character name, LOL JK. (laughs) Okay. She's played by Heather O'Rourke, and she was seven at the time. So she was cast because she was very childlike and giggly, and then when she was asked to scream by writer Spielberg, she did so until tears ran from her eyes. Oh. So they were like, tight. Okay. They're like, nice, Heather. So, right. So speaking of shielding kids, Spielberg uh, apparently told her, because she was afraid to do the scene where she gets sucked into the closet. Okay. And I guess there's like a big wind like machine or whatever, and she was afraid. So Spielberg was like, cool, we're only doing this once. I'm not exposing her to this again. We're doing this once. And it was done in one take, so she would never have to do it again. Good job, Spielberg. Yeah. The real MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's where the shit goes on. So... She's seven. She's diagnosed with Crohn's disease. While filming Poltergeist 3 in 1988, she's vomiting, and then the next day she collapses and suffers from cardiac arrest en route to the hospital and dies later that day at the age of 12. Right. That's right. Yes. So, this prompts the Poltergeist curse. 
poltergeist cursed. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist <laughs> cursed. The poltergeist developed potty language. Yes, right. The poltergeist cursed. <laughs> That's right. So a rumored curse is attached to the films, which was derived from the death of two of the young cast members in the six years between the release of the first and the third movies. So we have O'Rourke, and then we have Dominic Dunn, Mm. who played the eldest daughter in the first film. She died on November 12th, 1982 at age 22. Okay. Or she, or November 2nd. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Literally, I never fuck up words ever when I'm speaking right now. Can't stop. Like, like with this, this whole thing, recording this has stressed me out. Like I have been so anxious about all of this. So I understand. Great. Great. So, okay. So I'm just going to start this whole bit over. Dominique Dunn who played the eldest daughter in the first film, died on November 2nd, 1982, mm. at the age of 22. She was strangled by her former boyfriend. He was sentenced to six years in prison, but was paroled Jesus. after serving Jesus. three and a half. okay. Perfect. Also, fuck that guy. So, this was yeah. the poltergeist curse. Right, exactly. But, so that was the tie-in. So, obviously, this, the... All the kids have the a little bit of the Unheimlich, but obviously the little girl because she could like sense them by pressing like her hands to the TV, like you do, as you do, as you do. Uh, so okay. My other film that I was like, oh, this is my shit. Did you ever see the Babadook? Oh, I started it and then I think I fell asleep. <laughs> so no, not entirely. Because it's real slow, but it's it's good. I loved the Babadook. I remember you and really loving my that. And my brother actually filmed me watching it because the kid is like the definition of the Yeah, unheimlich. the kids, the like, kids he's so creepy. He's so fucking off and like he's so annoying and you I couldn't stand him almost the whole movie. Yeah, I remember being pissed off. But so he's played by Noah Wiseman who's six. Oh, this came out in 2014. Mm. It was a first time female director. Oh, very mm. cool. Um and it was very good. So, he was removed from set for the more intense scenes. Uh, like, the mother is, like, abusively yelling at the son, and he was just, like, taken off set. He, the woman is speaking to an adult on their knees, because the director was like, she said, quote, I didn't want to destroy a childhood to make this film. That wouldn't be Oh, fair. yes, good, good, good move, good, oh, snaps. So, yeah, so we have a lot of, like, protecting the kids right. where they... Because kids, which totally ties into the theory that kids are not supposed to be scared. Right. Because that's literally why we're protecting them in a Right, and like that whole element of just like innocence in general. Right. Right, exactly. And actually Wiseman was, that's interesting that you say that, Wiseman was cast due to his innocence. Wow. Because the director wanted someone older, but realized that they were missing that like, that like, curious right. innocence so she went younger which is why she picked a six yeah exactly kids like yeah they just right go ahead <laughs> and that totally feeds into the theory of like why it like horror subverts that idea that like oh kids are gonna be fine and like like having a kid who's like just a little off that is just the epitome of not exactly right yeah so even though he's screaming the entire time and it's so annoying and I literally was like this kid's the fucking antichrist the whole of course. movie he knows what's going on and he's the one that understands that something is truly wrong with 
his house and with his mother and with their life. Like, he can sense the Unheimlich, which is probably why he exhibits right. it to us. Because he can sense it, which totally feeds into that whole theory of, like, kids can see ghosts. And, like, kids are just, like, more susceptible to things that are not on our Kids are just so, apparently. and, like, kids are so, well, again, innocent, but also, like, so open-minded because they're just not, like, the world hasn't ruined them yet. <laughs> and like, right. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so my, I loved, this was just a fact that I read that I was like, I fucking love this little detail. The book, which if you haven't seen The Babadook, it's like a, um, it, like a mom has lost her husband. She's raising this kid who's basically the Antichrist, like I said, um, basically by herself. And like, the kid's really weird. Like, he won't leave his mother's side. He's like very, like, he's like too old to be still kind of like babyish. Okay. But so she reads him this book that just appears in her house. Okay, and we're not and gonna like, question this. She's like Well no, she's like, Where did oh, you good, get okay. this? And he's like, I thought I thought like, you know, like it was just like they had a whole thing about it. But it's a very horrible book. Like it's so fucking scary. And that book they made available for purchase. What? Which I think is so fucking That's a very cool, cool like tactic. And then oh my uh, right. And then the book like changes. Oh, it's so it's so great. I love that movie. But anyway, he's like the definition of the Unheimlich and blah, 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 blah. So, oh, and then obviously the classic is Children of the Corn. Because what the fuck are those kids? Why? They're the definition of the Unheimlich. Right, so I don't, I've never seen it. Is it like just kids literally hanging out in corn? Yeah. That in and of itself is just like freaky. What are they doing in the corn? Well, Well, because they are like basically a cult which is run by this kid who's, like, the preacher. And he just, like, wears, like, a preacher hat. And there's, like, every picture I could find was just this kid in his preacher hat, like, staring through I'm a window. And picture. you're like, what the fuck, yeah. bro? Um, and he had this, like, weird... I just love the idea that it's, you know, like, we always have, like, a religious twist in horror films. Yes, yeah. And, like, he's, like, a religious zealot, and then, you know, he's, like, weird and unblinking and whatever. Um, yeah, but we always have a weird religious twist, which I think is very interesting. It is interesting. Um, yeah, are, are you looking up the picture? Oh, I'm gonna look it up now, yeah. Okay, I... Oh, because that kid fucking... What do I look uh, up, like, uh, children uh, of anyway. the corn kid? Oh, yeah, oh, he'll pop up. Oh, will he? Okay. He absolutely will, for sure. Um, but... I love this idea that we are... Oh, this... Oh, God, you're right. That's exactly you know what, what I'm that talking is. about. Ew. His eyes are, like, yeah. wildly far apart. I'm just saying. Wow. He... Yeah, that kid yes. looks creepy. Yeah, and he grew yeah. up to be kind of a and creepy-looking man. I'm not gonna lie. Which, I think it's also interesting that most child actors who starred in horror films we don't really see very no they're like well that was enough of that (laughs) i'm done probably also because every like i just recently saw the girl from the ring yes oh excuse me i just burped you remember that yeah i remember her i just saw a a picture of her as an adult and i was like like i'm still afraid so it's like even if you cast me like you can't put them in like a rom i just like like, I'm just going to be scared the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I was a child actor, right, and, like, which I 
you know, obviously I'm not. But anyway, I feel like even if really? people had taken the precautions that like so many of the directors did and everything else, I feel like I'd still probably be messed up. Yeah, and I think it's interesting that like the directors are so protective of the kids. Like a couple of these classic horror films, the directors are like, okay, like we're even though these kids are gonna one day grow up and see this movie and be like, oh, except for the girl from the Poltergeist yeah. movie. Um, but like one day she's like they're gonna grow up and see these movies and they're gonna be like what the fuck I know like I I don't know I, I just I think seeing themselves would freak me right. out right I think I like seeing myself as a kid I would be more freaked out than being like cause as a kid like you don't know no you know like in the, in the movie um, The Exorcist which you and I watched <laughs> yes do you remember when mom we were in the basement and mom opens the door and she just goes, Marin! And then she shut the door and scared us. <laughs> she scared us she scared so much. Yeah, that was so cool. But the, I think it's like, I, oh, she has that like crucifix, like weird masturbation scene. And right. like, she apparently was quoted as saying like, I had no idea what was happening. So, you know, like they're just kids. Yeah. So like, they don't really know. Like, I appreciate that the director's, take them away for like the scarier scenes and they're like no 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 like you don't need to see this and blah 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 like they don't need to expose them to that but then i feel like i would be fucking horrified as an adult watching my young self in a horrible movie like i'd be like oh yeah for sure like i feel like that would traumatize me as an adult traumatized when i think back to some of the things that i did as a kid and i'm just like jesus and then i like just can't stop thinking about it and they're on camera for the world to see oh my god (laughs) And, like, even though you know you're acting, you're like, yeah. Like, it's weird. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yikes. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was going to ask uh-huh. you, who was the scariest kid in a horror film that you've ever seen that has stuck oh, with you? jeez. Other than, like, like the, the, the little kid from The Omen fucked me up, but the, he never, like, stuck with me. Because I'm not a, I'm an atheist, I'm not really, like, a... Right. I'm a big non-believer in most things. Right. I'm a big skeptic. Right. But I... So he didn't really, like, stick with me. Mm-hmm. So I was wondering if you had a kid that, like, stuck with you. Hmm. I have to think about that. Well, there was... Um, I don't know if it was the woman in black or woman in black too, but, like, there was this one little boy. He kind of, like, messed with my head a little bit because he just, like... God, I don't know. I just feel like most kids from those movies just kind of stick with me because, again, it's just like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're acting weird. Right. And then I think about, like, right. when I might have kids in the future and I'm just like, God, please, please don't right. do that because I have to lock you outside and you can never come in the house again. <laughs> right. Parenting. Like, please don't talk to your finger or speak. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Th- Danny, Danny from The Shining, that kid, like, none, no, of, that. none of that. He definitely. Oh god! I, you know what? I feel like you kind of like named a lot of the major ones that I would have listed. You know, there was also like a Silent Hill. That little girl was like, "Oh fuck! I forgot about that." She was yeah. She, so that was pretty wild. Um, and like yeah. she's just like so pissed, like obviously that she does like these really just like very adult, very nasty things to people, and it's just like, "Ooh, you're a kid, and you shouldn't even think of those things." I, you're right. right. Uh, so it's just like, hmm. Also, I feel as though I've said like a lot in this, and I'm so sorry. But anyway, that's all right. I mine was Georgie from the new. Oh, it. that's a good one too. You know what? And I wasn't even that into the the new it, but I. Uh, 
Oh my god, I've never been more angry with you than I, I know. am right now. I knew you would hate me for that, but I agree with you. With that kid, definitely. Especially because he's so sweet so and he's sweet. so cute. And that, that kid knocks it out of the fucking park. Yeah, that, that kid's slayed. You're right, totally. Uh, the act, the little actor, but he... It's yeah. when he shows up, when he shows up again, and he's like, He's in the basement, and he's like, it just drifted off. And then he tells Bill to come with him. You're like, oh, f- Don't that do it, scene Bill. is one of yeah. my favorite scenes in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's so good. That is good. I'm trying to think of, like, what are some other horror films? Ah, gosh. You know, now, of course, that I'm on the spot, I'm trying to think of all the horror films that I've ever seen, and I've got nothing. I mean, The Ring. Yeah, The Ring. Samara, uh, obviously, fucking destroyed You know who me does, and it's, for life. it's meant to be, obviously, a comedy, but, like... I'm thinking of like kids that have done a pretty good job actually and you know in <laughs> you're gonna hate me scary movie I don't know which one it is it's the one where they're making fun of signs oh, oh my god <laughs> her I think he's her nephew he does such a good job of doing the like weird kid thing and like obviously it's a comedy and you know all of that right, but I'm just right. like that kid if they if they were to legitimately cast him in a scary film he would do yeah. I think actually a really good job <laughs> because he's so yeah. pale and creepy looking. I don't know. Um, but you know who I thought of who? too was the little boy from the ring. Yes. Yeah, Her absolutely. Son? Yeah. Like he, uh, ugh. like what are you doing? You fucking stop human? it. Yeah. And he, and he got a nosebleed in that yeah. movie. And of course, like the little boy in the grudge, um, the one that like walks around fucking oh meowing. I don't know why. He he scares the shit out of me. He's you know not meant. He, he's meant to be like one of the villains, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, that kid. I could picture that kid so easily. It's just like so funny to me that like we're like all right, who was the scariest kid? Because kids are fucking scary in these. I know, movies. and now you know I have nieces. Corey has nieces who are you know, essentially my nieces too. And like, they're so sweet and like innocent and like fun. And, you know, the whole world is, you know, a good place and, and all of that. And it's just like, if you guys were to ever start acting weird, I really don't know what I would do. Like, what would you do as a parent? It's easy for me to sit there. Right. And when I'm watching these movies and just be like, well, you probably should just, you know, kick your kid out. (laughs) Like kidding. But, but like, also, but really, what, do you, what do, you do you do? I wouldn't have no idea what I would do in that situation. I guess probably take them to like some kind of a no. doctor. I don't know. Well, I think that would be the first thing I would do because if they were like, "Oh, like I'm seeing things," I'd be like, oh, "Tight, let's go to <laughs> time a for a doctor. scan or two. Yeah, right. But like, I think like I love my nephew so much and my niece, but she's like a she's like a house plant right now. She's only right. one. But it's like. If my nephews ever walked up to me and were like, Auntie, someone was in my room last night, I'd be like, what? You know what I mean? Like, I'd immediately be like, uh, I'd go talk to my sister and be like, somebody was in your house. Or like, you guys were wandering around and you scared the bejesus out of your kid. Like, I would be so <laughs> rational, but if I can't explain it and they're being weird to me, I'd be like, well, uh, I, uh, uh they can't come over here's the, here's the best part. You would be rational and be like, somebody broke into your house last night. I would be like, you're seeing dead people tell me about the dead guy right. you're seeing <laughs> immediately i would just be like right and and i am like a very evidence-based person you know that but Im- you totally immediately are. i would be like there's some shit going on here 
let's investigate the shit out well, of this. Okay. So want to hear a fucked up story? Always. So Nathan was, he's my nephew. He was like three, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe he was a little older because Theo was born. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So he was in bed in his room. And just as a, my sister has moved houses. And when she moved house, we brought my dog, my parents' dog, my family dog. Ted. He was like, yeah, so stupid. He was like very weird about the oh, house. Good. Like he wouldn't go down a certain hallway. But we rescued Ted, so like we think that he he apparently he like lived on the street for a while, so we think he just like gets Ted's, spooked by Ted's new seen stuff. Some shit. Yeah, yeah, Ted for sure has seen some shit. So and now he lives an overly pampered life like a motherfucker. Classic. So he. We took him upstairs to where my my older nephew sleeps, and he was barking at a corner of like the room. You do. And we were like, "Well, that's fucking weird." So whatever. So we left, and blah blah blah. That's where my nephew. And like, literally, there were no problems. And then one night, I'm up there, like talking to Nathan, and Nathan's like, "Auntie, I saw a Batman." What the hell? And, and I, I have... was like, I was like, I was like, you saw a bad man? And he was like, "Yeah." And he said it again. And I was like, what? And I was like, where? And I'm thinking, like, outside. Like, was we were at the he playground. in the fucking I'm like, corner? Oh my God, there's a fucking... I was like, there's a fucking creepy a guy, like, outside. Yeah. And he's like... Right, exactly. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I have to tell my sister. Like, we have to call the police. Like, I'm immediately, like... I go so overprotective. I'm like, I'll kill right. a bitch. So, like, my nephew's like, he's over there. And I was like, What? And I turned to the corner. He was saying Batman. Oh, Jesus. Because there was a Batman sticker in the corner. And I was, I'm shitting my pants. Now, he points to the corner. I had this, like, whole horror movie thing where I wasn't going to fucking you, like, turn around. Like, a slow around. turn, and you're like, uh... A hundred percent. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I look, and there's no one in the corner. So, of course, immediately start having a panic attack. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And then I saw the sticker, and I was like, oh. I was like, you mean Batman? And he was like, yeah. And he looked at me like, idiot. You fool. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Thanks, Nathan. I just had a huge panic attack. T-Y, T-Y, T-Y. Oh, oh my God. That's such a cool story. <laughs> but it was also the same corner that, that your dog my was dog tweaking was constantly out about? barking yeah, right. at. So, of course, you know, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was oh, it was awful. That's so cool. What a great story. But I was also thinking like if like if there was a ghost in my house, which I will say, I'm one of those people, I'm the typical white person. There we're going to do a whole episode of our hometown because yes. there has been some shit that has gone on. See, here. I haven't ever experienced any shit, but I want to hear about the shit. But I, like, we have a lot of, we had, they're gone, fucking town. Um, we the, had a lot of abandoned buildings. buildings. We had a lot yeah. of abandoned houses. Yes, yeah. yes. And so we had, like, we had a whole psychiatric ward and the buildings were abandoned. And growing up, those buildings were just, I mean, they weren't, like, accessible to us. But, like, we But everybody, at some point, at, when I never did. So not everybody, but I wanted to. But, yeah. I, which I can't believe that about you as a sidebar. That I wanted to go in or that I didn't. No, 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 that you never did. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I just, I guess, like, I never had the opportunity. I never would do it alone. And I don't think I ever had the opportunity to have somebody come along with me. I don't think, like, you and I were close yeah. enough, really, for me to be like, hey, you want to go, like, check out some spooky buildings? Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. 
what the hell, Cass? You know, so I, you know, I never really had anybody who would have gone with me, and I certainly wouldn't have gone alone. Like, not only for the spooky factor, but also they were really old buildings. I mean, what if something, you know, like legitimate happened? What if something collapsed? What if I, you know, hurt myself or something? Yeah, I literally no thoughts like that. I was always the first one in the building, the first one in every Classic. room. Like, I, it was always me. I'm going upstairs. Like, these, just like you're saying, like, these stairs could have very easily, easily collapsed. Easily Running you know, up like them. E- you know, these, yeah. were, these were old. Like, and, like, very, very like, unkempt. there was wallpaper literally, yeah, oh, for sure. There's wallpaper, like, literally, like, coming off the walls, like, peeling, like, melting off the walls. I'm running up these stairs, like, very Asbestos. stupid. You know, like, there's a lot of things to be concerned about in these buildings. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, we kicked out the, there was, used to be cardboard over the windows, like, we kicked out the windows, like, I'm a very, like, people are always like, oh, like, I would never go investigate a sound, like, that's me. Like, I go investigate the sound, because nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, if you're me, <laughs> when you find out the sound, you're not afraid right. of it. It's you lying in bed, hearing the sound, and making up what you think it is. That's what's Right, scary. it's always your mind. I am a mix between the two. I'm... <laughs> well, I don't know. I would investigate the sound. I would try and rationalize what the sound is. And then, like, if I can't come up with an explanation or, like, if the sound continues and I, you know, just something, I'd also be the first one to run right the hell out of there and be like, fuck it, it's not worth it. So, you know, I'm, like, a mix between the two, I think. But I'm one of those people that I'm dying. I was just telling people this at work because I was asking my my work people, I was like, are you ghost people? And they're like, yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, good. Also, we're all talking Hi, about work that. people. I hope you're and, listening. <laughs> and I'm, like, into, like, I... My number one want in life is to see a ghost. I would love to see a ghost. Even if I don't see it, but I catch it on film or something, I'd be down for that. Like, my mom grew up in several different houses, and her family used to, like, basically, like, um, like they were, like, they would fix up houses and then resell them. I totally forget what that's called. I'm blanking on it. Flipping Thank houses. Thank you so much. Flipping houses. You're welcome. So, they used to live... They used to flip this house in Freehold. It's been torn down now because nobody could fix it. Nobody could. Oh, this story. Yeah, yeah, yes. you know what I'm talking about. Nobody could make it look yes, nice. Yes, we talked about a Shake Shack. Yeah, I know. We, uh, you love this fucking story. But I, I, do. I went into that house. We went into the basement. We went all like I was the first one in the house. My, so many of my family members were there. My aunts, my cousins. My mom was like, Anna's going to be the first one in. And I was. Like, someone was like, I'm not going to the basement. I was like, move, I'll go. Like, I want to see a ghost. Like, I'm dying to see a ghost. I'm always the... And is it that ghosts, you can't call them? Or is it that they don't exist? I don't know. We just don't know. Yeah. Another story for another, another time. Another story for another day. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just... um Oh god, I could talk about this for hours, but I feel like people will get pissed. I know, so, and you know also what? like we got really sidetracked. Sorry. Anyway, that's we those are my movie stories about kids and the unheimlich. Very... Yes, yeah, I. That's very interesting. Oh, that was so cool. Good job. I loved hearing about that stuff. <laughs> I loved hearing about the black eyed children, and now thank you because right. now I'm definitely gonna see them. They're gonna knock on your door. Listen, one hundred percent. Don't fuck me up. I live alone. <laughs> You're right, I'm sorry. They're not going to knock on your door. They'll knock on your neighbor's door. Yeah, well, You're welcome. I don't answer my door anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, I, all right. Okay, guys. What? What's I was that? just going to be like, I literally don't answer my door. <laughs> no, I don't answer my door and I don't answer my phone. So. Right, like my landlord has to be like, it's me. And then I open the door. 
like, oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> See, they got it. You're going to be one of those people, like, when you're, like, I don't know, 45, you're going to have some kind of a crazy surveillance system going on outside your house. Oh, big time. <laughs> and the speakers and everything else will be like, state your business. I'm going to be like, what do you want? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And very few people uh, are going to know my address. So, like, there's going to be no reason for weird wanderers to be in and out of my place. So if you are knocking at my door and I don't know why you're there, I'm not fucking opening it, children. So, black-eyed kids, if you're listening, That's right. good luck. You fuckers. <laughs> you're not getting in today. Not today, That's Satan. That's right. Not today, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. We're ending this. I don't know how to end this. Well, thanks. Bye. Thanks so much for listening, guys. <laughs> Bye. Love yes. that. Thank you. Thank you, all three of uh, uh, you. All, <laughs> I downloaded this. All three of you, yeah. Uh, my- we're planning We're planning on doing it every Sunday, or having a new one up every Sunday yeah. um, for your lengthy commutes. Right. And uh, just yeah. so you know, we I have a very distinct voice, so you'll eventually get used to me. I'm Anna. All my profiles are Afrosh, A-F-R-O-S-C-E. And uh, you Ooh. can find us on the oddities, and I'm linked there as well. Yes, and I am too, but my names are not at all consistent. So <laughs> good luck to you. You'll find it in our bio. <laughs> and if you're curious to follow Donut's Adventures, Ooh. she's on Instagram at Donut Meets World. And there you go. Uh, the end. And that's it. So thanks so much for listening, folks. Thanks for chatting with me, Bye Cass. now. Oh, always. I can't wait to talk to you again. I need to figure out what I'm researching next. Yo, I got my shit fucking lined up. Oh, yeah. Okay. So next week, I'm going to be talking about the Queen Mary, which is a ship. Oh, excellent. I don't remember what I put. Did I put down? What did I put down next? The, the woman who died Earhart? in the tank. The woman who died in the tank. Yeah. she. Her body got put in the tank. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Eliza, what's her face? Yeah. I probably didn't say that right. Okay, great. Excellent. Okay, tune in like next time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>